All right, here we go. Special episode today for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 55 happening on Sunday. This episode is going to get released on Saturday morning, the day before the Super Bowl. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hopefully we can have a little bit of fun. It's going to be a shorter episode than normal. We're just going to be Super Bowl focused for today. Sam, I, uh, I'm super excited about the Super Bowl. I think this is going to be a good one. Greatest day of the sporting world, right? I think that's pretty pretty easy to say. Honestly, Biggest event in, in the sports world. It's it's one of those, at least in America, it's one of those things where it feels like it's it's like everybody seems to watch the Super Bowl or is connected to the Super Bowl for one reason or than or another. Whether it's the halftime show, the commercials, or the game itself, for the majority of us, I imagine it's just it's such a massive event. And I, I am this this one this matchup that we have, the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs. I think it's going to be. A phenomenal game. I really do. Yeah, we got the greatest quarterback of our generation versus potentially the next best quarterback in the next generation. It's like a clash of the present versus the future. Exactly. Um, and if the, and if anything, you know, if this season is any indication of what the Super Bowl might be like, I mean, the Chiefs and the Bucks. They already played each other on November 29th, and it was 27 to 24. It was a really close game, and it came down right to the very end. So if we get anything like that, like we did, I think that was week 12. Was it week 12 or week 11? Uh, it was November 29th. If the game is anything similar to that, then then we are in for a show. Um, so I've got a couple stats about the Super Bowl for you guys that I thought were really interesting. Um so I'll read those off and then Sam and I we're gonna do we're gonna one talk about the game and sort of give our thoughts and what we think are gonna happen. But then we got two more two big things on the list. We're gonna talk about there was a list released by CBS. It was ranking every Super Bowl quarterback matchup. Is where Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes stand on the all-time list for quarterback matchups in the Super Bowl. So we'll talk about that. And then ESPN released NFL prop bets for the Super Bowl. So we'll, instead of making picks like we did throughout the entire season, we'll make picks on the prop bets. And we'll talk about the prop bets and and sort of break that down and how they might actually play a factor in the game besides betting-wise. So I'll give you the stats real quick. So here's the first one. This one's about Brady. If Brady wins, he will be the first quarterback in NFL history to win a Super Bowl in three different decades. Wow. So he's really old. So we'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> he's been he's old and good for a long time. Yeah. And this one, so the next one is also about Brady, but it's also about the teams that he's been on. So it's really a reflection on the Patriots as well. So in the nine Super Bowls that Tom Brady has played in, his teams have only scored a combined total of three points in the first quarter in all nine games. So if that tells us anything, if that trend continues, then Kansas City, Kansas City's got to be looking at that going, man, you know, we have an opportunity here to get off to a fast start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're just going off of that trend for Brady, I think this Brady – led Tampa Bay offense is completely different than oh, absolutely. what was in New England. They're 
high power. They put up 21 against Green Bay in the first half with big plays to Scotty Miller, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Uh, Gronk can go down the seam and get a big catch. Uh, this team is just so so much more explosive than even the teams that Brady has had in the past. And when Brady has gone up against teams with that explosive offenses, I'm thinking of like the 2007 Patriots, which was one of the best offenses of all time. He came up against an elite defense. I don't know if Kansas City's defense is as elite as the Giants' defense back then. So I, I don't see that as being a big of a factor in this game. Right. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I just I thought that was I thought that was a funny stat because three points for nine games. That's just that's re- that's really uh, that's a really interesting. Yeah, it, it goes into it. It's shows how much more remarkable it is that he and the Patriots went on to win six. If they yeah. were overcoming these slow starts, everyone obviously probably goes to when they overcame the twenty-eight to three deficit against the Falcons. But it's in every single Super Bowl that he started off slow, and it goes to show that. Their defense did such a good job in these Super Bowls outside of maybe the Eagles game. Eagles game. Right. <laughs> um, so the the next one is mainly just a Super Bowl stat, and it's also related to the Patriots. Each of the last seven Super Bowls have featured a starting quarterback who played for the Patriots at one point in their career. Oh, because Jimmy G last year? Jimmy G, Brady, and then Cam Newton. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so if they if they just go and pick up, like, Nick Foles, then they just round out the entire – maybe even well, Jerry the, Goff, you know? The thing, is, the thing is, is that Nick Foles was playing against Brady in that one. So what, what year – what was 2014 – Oh, go pick up Russell. That'd be that work. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Perfect. And then the last one would be this is the first Super Bowl to feature the two quarterbacks who have won the previous two Super Bowls. And also the first Super Bowl to feature the two quarterbacks who have previously won the NFL MVP and Super Bowl MVP. So there you go. So there you go. And that'll lead me that'll lead me into this since we were since I had mentioned that we would talk about the greatest Super Bowl quarterback matchups in all time if that stat is any indication of what this matchup is. CBS they ranked all they ranked every single Super Bowl matchup ever. So all the way down to 52. Now, I'm not going to read the whole list. But just I will purely read off a of quarterback or just purely off of quarterbacks. Okay. Like namesake wise. So like I said, if that stat was any indication on what we're getting, then it is gonna be it is one of the best quarterback matchups of all time, and we'll see where the CBS ranked it on this list. So number ten. Number ten is Troy Aikman versus Jim Kelly in two Super Bowls. So in nineteen ninety three, the Cowboys beat the Bills fifty two to seventeen. And then the following year, in 1994, the Cowboys beat the Bills again, 30-13. to 13. So number 10 is Troy Aikman versus Jim Kelly. Number 9 is Bart Starr versus Len Dawson in Super Bowl 
one. And that was Green Bay versus Kansas City in 1967. Green Bay won 35, Kansas City 10. Number eight was Tom Brady versus Kurt Warner when the Patriots played the Rams in 2002. Patriots won 20-17. Number seven was Aaron Rodgers versus Ben Roethlisberger when the Packers beat the Steelers in 2011, 31-25. Number six, they have Drew Brees versus Peyton Manning, Mm -hmm. 2010. Saints won that one, 31-17. So you got any gripes with any of those? Think anything Um... should be moved? I think the the Brady Warner one was too high just because we know what Brady is now, but he wasn't nearly that because that was his first Super Bowl, wasn't it? Uh, the so that was Brady Warner in two thousand two. Yeah, that was his first win. So I think that propelled him into what we know as Tom Brady today. But he definitely wasn't like. I, he wasn't an all-time great at that point. Right. I, I think actually, that one's a little too high. I actually think number 11 on the list could have a more maybe justifiable claim than that one because it was Ben Roethlisberger versus Kurt Warner, and that was the Steelers-Cardinals oh, one. Oh, but that was Kurt Warner, like, late in his career. Yeah. But that – I don't know. That game was – It's one of the all-time games. Now, number 15 is Tom Brady versus Russell Wilson in 2015. I think that's that's a better matchup to me than Warner and Brady. Because if you put them head-to-head, Brady at that point against Russell is a better quarterback than Kurt, and Russell is a better quarterback than Tom at that point, right. if that makes any sense. Early, hell, early years Tom, right? Even, even number 16 was Russell Wilson versus Peyton Manning when the Seahawks obliterated the Broncos. Yeah, I just think I just think that one's if we're looking at it with 2021 lens, then that pick makes sense. But if you're going back to that point in time, Tom wasn't nearly what he is today. Right. So we'll round out the top five. Number five is Terry Bradshaw versus Roger Staubach in two different Super Bowls, 1976 and 1979. Steelers mm-hmm. won them both, 21 to 17 and 76. And 35 to 31 in 79. Number four is John Elway versus Brett Favre. John Elway versus Brett Favre when the Broncos beat the Packers 31 to 24 in 1998. Number three is Joe Montana versus John Elway. 1990, 49ers routed the Broncos 55 to 10. Mm-hmm. Number two. Is Joe Montana versus Dan Marino mm-hmm. in 1985. 49ers won 38-16. And number one is this year, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. They put this year's matchup as the best quarterback matchup in Super Bowl history. Hmm. Is that a stretch? Man, that's tough. That is um, – it's really hard to, like – quantify and compare oh yeah these different matchups um because it's like you're you have to compare each individual quarterback to the matchups uh below and it's and we, total uh, personal bias like there's no way that you can 
we didn't li- we weren't we weren't even around when John Elway and Dan Marino were playing Mm-mm. in their heyday. So like it's really hard. I th- I think that's a little recency bias. Personally, I think yeah, it's a little too early. Yeah. Um, I think Tom's a little later in his career for this to be propped all the way to number one. I mean, we're talking about Joe Montana and Dan Marino in their primes. We're talking about uh, Elway versus Favre was two of two of like the top ten quarterbacks ever. So right? playing at the right. best of their abilities, right? So here, so let me re- let me read you, and maybe I should have done this before reading the list, but the CBS has a little blurb about their list. Mm-hmm. So they say this, regardless of who wins on Sunday, history will be made when the Buccaneers and Chiefs face off in uh, in Super Bowl 55. Specifically, history will be made at the quarterback position. With the win, Tom Brady will add his his record six Super Bowl, add to his record six Super Bowl wins. Mm-hmm. Brady will also extend his record as the oldest quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, on the other hand, could become the youngest player to win multiple Super Bowl MVP trophies. He would also become the youngest quarterback to win two Super Bowls and a league MVP. And they say that the criteria when they chose that they chose when making the list includes the the three following. Okay. Career accomplishments both before and after the Super Bowl. Where both quarterbacks were at that time in their career, their place on the NFL's 100th anniversary all-time team. Okay. Well, then, if you're going off of – but it's, I think it's, it's still tough, too, because we know Mahomes is great, right? But has yeah. he accomplished enough to already be a top-10 quarterback in NFL history? That yeah, that's that's the question. Because I don't know if he like I don't think it's it's not fair to him to say that he's not because he just hasn't played enough. No, like can we can we wait till he's in his tenth year and he's in his tenth Super Bowl trying to win his tenth championship? Or hell, if he's even in his fifth year, <laughs> I just don't. I think it's disrespectful to guys like Favre, Elway, Montana, Marino, uh, Manning. Bradshaw, Manning, uh, Breeze, Roethlisberger. He's probably better than Breeze now, but <laughs> Rogers even. <laughs> but we're talking. But you were talking about the history. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know if Mahomes is cracking a top ten all time. Maybe not yet, but he's certainly trending that way. He will. I think we can if he stays healthy. He will right easily. But right now, no. So what we're saying is Patrick Mahomes is not a top 10 top 10 quarterback all time yet but he will mm-hmm. be. Yeah. So but if we're looking at it just in this capture of time in this instance you can't put that this matchup at number 1 with those criteria. If you're looking at accolades before and after the Super Bowl, I guess that's why the Brady Warner one is so high because they're looking at Oh well, Tom went on to win five other Super Bowls after this, so that matchup was obviously. Which I don't agree with. I don't think that should be looked at. I don't know what your thoughts are, but 
I guess they are projecting that Mahomes is going to do so much more after this. I just think that's, I, I think that's a little bit of like a cop out for this list. I don't think that has any relevance to the matchups right now. Well, yeah, and the one thing that Mahomes and see, you know what? And here's here's now when I'm reading their criteria, I don't actually understand why this matchup would be number one because in their first criteria it says career accomplishments both before and after the Super Bowl. Mahomes right. is the only one on this list. Well, I guess Brady is too, but there's just so there's twenty years behind Brady. But Mahomes Russell, maybe. Maybe Russell, yeah, but there's there's like there's way more in front of Mahomes than there is behind him right now. For sure. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully knock on wood. Yeah, knock on yeah, that's true. <laughs> um so just based on that, I mean he's only been in the league for what, like four years? It four, I, I think it's is... I think it's only been four years. Did he win his MVP as rookie year? Uh, no, I thought, uh, it was two years ago. So he was drafted in, he was drafted in 2017. But he didn't, he only played like the last game of his rookie year. Right. So 18, 19, 20. Is really his starting years. Mm -hmm. So he's got way more in front of him than he does behind him. And unlike everybody else on this list. Right. And Russell's probably right in the middle. Yeah. But just based off that criteria alone, I don't think you can justify putting that as number one. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. You're just, bro, you're just picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, no, I, I, I got you. I got you. Um, so there you have it. According to CBS, those are the top ten in order. And I'm not going to read all 52, just the top ten. Uh, Super Bowl quarterback matchups of all time. So... Should be an interesting one for sure. It definitely is, we're assuming, going to be an all-time matchup. So, Sam, what do you want to do right now? Do you want to uh, dive into the game or do you want to do the prop bets? Because we can do the prop bets while simultaneously diving into the game. Because I think uh, that, that could give us talking points. And let's take a dive and, uh, and prop a little bit. All right, let's do it. So, prop bets right now. And I don't, I don't want to do the odds on the prop bets per se. Um, well, we're not putting any money to it. Right, so. we're not putting any money on it. But we can talk about the prop bets and how they actually might relate to the game. I think it'll be uh, an interesting way to sort of look at the game. It'll give us a lot of talking points to maybe dive into. So there's a lot here. So we don't have to spend a ton of time on every single one. Like, I don't know. You and I can sort of bet amongst each, amongst each other. But, like, I don't think we can can give much analysis on what the opening coin toss will be. <laughs> I think we should do um, a point for each correct. Okay. And then five points for the winner, like the correct uh, team. Okay. Maybe, maybe spread too. Yeah. Make that's it interesting. Fine. That's yeah. fine. We'll do a little, little friendly, nothing to say competition. All righty then. All right. Cause I already beat you in picks. So I need some other form of, that's true. We are we are one and one in uh, in yearly picks, so we are officially tied. But it all comes down to this. It all comes down to this. All right, so here we go. So the, uh, we don't have to really talk about this one, but the opening coin toss will be heads or tails. Uh, tails never fails. 
I should I should just go opposite, really, because there's no reason to. Um, It'd be no stupid reason. of me to ask the odds, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, so I'll just say heads, just because it's a it's fifty fifty, and that's that's nothing. So, okay, so what will happen first, a sack or a touchdown? So here's here's the thing with this one. I think the team that would probably get the sack first is would probably be the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers mm-hmm. have mark the marketedly better defense. But I think the team that you would assume is going to score first is probably going to be Kansas City. I mean, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it would be it would be one of those things where do you have more confidence in the Buccaneers defense? to get pressure on Mahomes, or do you have more confidence in Mahomes to cut up the Buccaneers' defense? I am going to go sack first, and I think Kansas City will sack Brady for a three and out. Sack Brady for a three and out? Yep. Sack or a touchdown? Touchdown could happen on the first drive, depending on um, who has the ball first. Let's be honest. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's offense. It, you know what the funny thing is? As I'm looking back at the last time they played, Kansas City hung up 17 points in the first quarter against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't see that happening again. You don't. You don't think? Oh, we got to talk about what Tampa's got to do with Tyreek Hill because something's got to be different. Oh, I know. In this <laughs> game, so let me. I'll pull up. Um, pull up. See if I can find quickly. Yeah, so I have the stats right here. So Tyree Kill in that game had 13 receptions for 269 yards and three touchdowns. Just to put that into perspective, he had 269 yards, and the Chiefs had 543 total yards. So Tyree Kill's pretty good, huh? So we're just going to, uh, for number's sake, we're just going to say that's about half. <laughs> <laughs> that's about half. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. So you took the, you took the touchdown? Um, so the sack is plus 110 and the touchdown is minus 130. Oh. Touchdown favored. Mm. You got two pretty explosive offenses. Yeah, I'll take the touchdown. Okay. I'll take the touchdown. Um, and we don't have to go different on all of these, but... Yeah. All right, so here we go. Will the game be tied after 0-0? At any point in the game? At any point in the game. Totally. Yeah, I, I agree. I totally see that. I agree, I to, too. I can see a 7-7 seven, seven tie. I agree too. The odds for that one are minus one thirty for yes and plus one ten for no. But I agree. I could definitely see like Kansas City going down and scoring a touchdown, and then Tampa responding for a touchdown, or or maybe a field goal and then a field goal. Uh, yeah, I think we all believe this game will be close. So if it's close, then it's more likely that it might be tied at some point. Right. So. This next one's interesting, and I think the only thing we can go off of is the last time they played, even though I think the last time they played was a bit of an anomaly. It's the, the, the last time they played, is is it, this game is not going to shake out the same way. 
just because of the crazy numbers that came in that one. But the total passing yards by Patrick Mahomes for this game, over 331.5 or under 331.5? Um, so, 330. So I'm going to pull up each round of the playoffs to see where he's been at. So against the Browns, he was 255. And he got knocked out early. Right. And then the Bills game, the Bills game, he was 325. Yeah, three. that 330 is a That's a, a big – that's a big bet. Like, I can easily see 300. They might be taking into account the last time they played, he threw for 462 yards. I'm going to take the under. I would take the under, too. That's a lot. Based off of last year, didn't he only have like 260 in the Super Bowl? Um, let me see. Super Bowl 54. Let's see. Niners versus Chiefs. So, passing yards. Let's see. It said net passing yards for Kansas City was 268. Oh, man. Just... Call me right on the dot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll take the under on that one too. I that's that's a that's three thirty is a lot, dude. That's a heavy ask. <laughs> Has Brady even done that yet in this playoffs? Let's see. Against the Packers, against the Packers, he was two eighty, and then against the Saints, he was one ninety nine. And then Washington, he was three eighty one. Okay, he did it once. How do you do oh. that on the? How do you do that on the best defense out of the three of those? Oh, I mean the Saints play him pretty tough. Yeah, they've true. played him tough at all three times. How? How? Can we go back to the CBS list? How does a man throw for one ninety nine in a playoff game going into this Super Bowl matchup, and they put that matchup number one? Right. Come on. <laughs> So here's – I think here's another pretty big – well, I don't know. So this one, this total touchdown passes by Patrick Mahomes. Over two and a half or under two and a half? Um, I'm going to take the – I'm going to take the – oh, my gosh. Because they're – no, I don't feel like they're going to have a a good rushing game because the Tampa strength the, is against the run. Yeah, they're front. They're front yeah, three. I think he gets – I think he gets three. Yeah, I think he gets three as well. Two and a half seems really low for Mahomes. I don't know when the last time he didn't throw three touchdowns in a game was. Um, And it probably wasn't too long ago. But it just seems like every game he throws for at least three. Yeah, I mean, if you factor in, like, Travis could get one and then Tyreek can get one and then he just has to throw another to a, a different wide receiver. So he had one against the Browns. Okay. But... I don't know. He was knocked out in that game. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the over on that one too. So receptions by Tyreek Hill over six and a half or under six and a half. Ooh. I think that's, I think that's over. What did he have? So he had 13 against Tampa. Yeah. And how many did he have last year's Super Bowl? Do you still have that, that up? Well, last week he had nine. So. Super Bowl 54 stats for Hill. Let's see. 
Sí, 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 sí. Mm, give me a sec. Do your do your thoughts on the on that, and I'll try to find it. Well, so what I'm thinking is, if this man, say say you're on the defense, right? You're on the defensive coaching staff for the Buccaneers, and there is a clear missing thing to your defense that allowed Tyree Kill, one of the maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL, to go for 13 receptions for 200 plus on you. Almost pretty much 200 in the first half alone, right? I think that you start the week of preparation with stopping Tyreek Hill, and you know what? You finish the week with stopping Tyreek Hill because that is the main thing you got to worry about on this Tampa Bay defense. You just got to minimize him at all costs. I think he gets less than six receptions. So last year he had nine receptions for a hundred and five yards. Okay. So I'll take the over. I says I say he gets over six and a half. So you got uh under six and a half, and I have over. All right. So receptions by Travis Kelsey, seven and a half. You take the over. I think he had seven. He had more than seven and a half by like halftime of last week. Last year he only had six, but this year is a different season for him. Last week he had thirteen receptions. Yeah, I'll take the over on that one too. All right, so the next one would be team to score the longest touchdown: the Chiefs or the Buccaneers. So you're talking about a big play potential. Now Tampa lives. For the mm-hmm. sort of no risk it, no biscuit kind of kind of offense, but Kansas City has, I mean, again, they can go from the five yard line to the other five yard line in about four seconds. They, but I, it, they had their way with this Tampa secondary the last time they played. Yeah, they had their way. I think didn't Mahomes miss McCole Hardman on like a wide open seam route? That would is have it, put up another Nicole touchdown. Or Nicole? I think so. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that that would have been like an eighty yard touchdown that they had. Yeah. So this Tampa Bay defense was getting, and that's the only thing we can really go off of. And this Tampa Bay defense just gave up a huge touchdown to uh, Valdez Scantley last week. Yeah. It's. I think it's got to be the Chiefs. I would agree. I would agree. And it's funny because Tampa, like I said, Tampa Bay has been living off of big plays. I mean, look at look at last week, the Scotty Miller thing right at the end of the half. Right. Which again was one of those things where it's like you saw him get subbed in the game. He's probably only in the game for one reason, and yet you still let him get behind you. But I think Kansas City I, I think Kansas City they're in an interesting situation in the sense that they're playing against an offense that's kind of morphed in the sense that they still have those explosive plays Tampa Bay does that they're looking for. But Bruce Arians has also allowed Tom Brady to sort of every, like, it's like a 50-50 kind of. He'll he'll take what the defense gives him and sort of be New England-esque, and then, boom, he'll throw like a 70-yard bomb down the field, mm-hmm. which is not what New England did. So Kansas City is in one of these situations where it's like, okay, what do we want – what do we want to defend against? Do we want to defend against the big plays, which can hurt us? Or do we want to defend against these short passes 
that Tom Brady's made a career off of and made a made all these made it to all these Super Bowls and won all these Super Bowls doing. But if we do that, then we leave ourselves vulnerable to what Bruce Arians likes to do and bomb it mm-hmm. down the field. So Kansas City's in a weird spot and trying to figure out which one they're going to going to defend against. I don't know. What do you what do you think would be the safer route in that sense for the Chiefs defense? Yeah, I just want to give you some credit. I mean, that's that's I think that's a great observation. It's almost like Tom and Bruce like negotiated how much of the percentage would be their own sort of style. And it seems yeah. like Tom has won out to where 70% is this heavy run game, play action off of it to short intermediate routes to like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Gronk, uh, Cameron Bray type thing, where we saw him just tear up defenses in New England. But every so often, it's like he's got to hit a quota where there's a, a deep ball quota that Tom yeah. Brady needs to hit. And we haven't seen this ever in his career, but he's just bombing it down the field. I think the way that Green Bay was able to just befuddle Tom in the second half was wait for those deep balls and capitalize on them. That's yeah. where most of the mistakes by Tampa Bay came off of. For those yeah, deep balls. Yeah, I think you gotta you gotta be patient with this offense. I think first and foremost, it's almost like you play front and then immediately go all the way back. And what I mean by that is you worry about the run. You stop Legarrette Blunt. <laughs> I keep freaking calling him Legarrette Blunt. Uh, <laughs> For, uh, Leonard oh Fournette. <laughs> Leonard Fournette. They're the exact same player. <laughs> Leonard Fournette, you need to shut down that run game. And Ronald Jones, if he gets some time too, you need to slow down that run game as much as possible because that's what really sets up those intermediate play action passes. And if you're able to do that and Tampa Bay gets frustrated and frustrated where they're just trying to vomit down the field because you know it's going to happen. You absolutely know it's going to happen. That's when you capitalize. Right, and to to try to give some some like weight behind what I was saying, you look back at Tampa and what they were doing. So let's go against. Let's just do the game that they were playing against the Chiefs. They ran it thirteen times. That is mm-hmm. not a lot. You go to the Rams, the Rams game. They ran it eighteen times. Okay, that's still under twenty. You go to the Saints game. They only ran it five times. They ran it five times in an entire game. Wait, what was the middle game? The middle game, the one against the Rams. Rams? Were they down early in all those games? I know they were down early in the first in the Chiefs and Saints one. Um, the were they, Rams. Were they down early won. against the Rams? They were. Uh, no, no, they were not. So, so they just straight up said, "Heck with the run." I guess that's I what mean, happens when Aaron I mean, Donald it, is. It on the looks like line. it. So the Rams were up seven zero in the first quarter, but then the Buccaneers outscored them in the second quarter, fourteen to ten. Um, so when the let's see when the Bucks played the Chargers. Okay, so 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 here we go. They ran it thirty. I know. So they ran it twenty-seven times in a win over the Chargers, and they put up thirty-eight in that game. So. And then we look at more recently. Let's go to the Washington game. Mm-hmm. The Buccaneers ran it, let's see, um, 24, about 28 times against Washington. Against the Saints, they ran it 
35 times against the Packers. They ran it, let's see, 24 times. So the beginning of the season, they were, again, like I was saying, they were this big explosive passing offense. And then now, recently over the past couple of weeks, they've become New England-esque for the most part, except they've still kept those big plays. So I think I agree with you in the sense that Green Bay had an awesome game plan in the second half when it came to capitalizing on those big plays that Tampa Bay was looking for. Mm-hmm. If, you can, if you can take those away, because you almost want to try to like lull them to sleep. Like think that you're not paying attention to them. You're not expecting those big plays. Like you're going to, you're going to be playing everything underneath. You're going to be playing the run game, but really you are a hundred percent aware that they're going to try to bomb it down the field at one point, one point or another. And we have to be ready for that. Yeah. I think if you're Kansas city, a Kansas city defense, you want them to try to go down in 11, 12, 13 play drives and really just frustrate them. If they give up a touchdown, that's fine. Give up a field goal, that's way better. If they give up no points, that's even even better. But you're just trying to limit their explosiveness as much as possible to where they – Tom has to – I mean, he's done it in his career. He That's what he did in New England. But that's not what this offense was designed to be. So no. then once they go out of that mold, that's when you capitalize. Right, exactly. Um, so that was just a long-winded explanation and saying, yeah, I definitely think the Chiefs are going to be the one to score the longest touchdown as well. I agree with you. Oh, my gosh. Is that what we were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we go to the next one. The longest reception by Tyreek Hill will be over 27 yards or under. It says reception. It doesn't say yards after catch, including the reception. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't say in the air. It doesn't say uh, if it's – in combination of the whole thing. So I guess we can sort of determine that. Do you want to, do you want that to be like catch, catch and run or in the air? I think catch and run is fine. I think that helps. That's easier. Okay. Um, I think he's going to be double covered the whole day. Probably. But I think Andy Reid's the best play caller in the NFL. I think they can get Tyreek wide open. Well, who do you want to double cover, Travis or Tyreek? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, maybe the refs don't count how many players you have on the field. Maybe you got 12 12 or 13 out on the field just trying to cover. Right. I think he gets the one. It would be safe to assume, right? I think the Chiefs are just – they're so creative. Andy Reid's going to come out with something that no one has ever seen. No, a play that no one's ever seen. It's going to be like a double pass to Tyreek, wide open. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it'll be over as well. So the first turnover of the game, fumble or an interception? I think it has to be an interception, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't – not off the top of my head, I don't know – how many fumbles both teams have, but I don't think it's that it's been that big of a problem for either team. Yeah. So the next one would be first score of the game, touchdown or field goal slash safety. Um, 
I need a touchdown. I agree. I Why agree. not? I, let's let's get some optimism. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think one of them is going to be. The, I I don't. I don't know. I it just seems. I feel like this is going to be a high scoring game. You know, and it I, just. Seems, I hope so. Yeah, and it just seems like it would be. It doesn't feel right to to say that one. I don't know. I I can't really put into words why I don't. I wouldn't feel comfortable taking a field goal, but uh, will either team score three straight times? Now, this excludes extra points and two-point conversions, includes safeties. So, will so like either team three either straight st- drives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Kansas City. Kansas City scored every single time, or put was in position to score every single time when Mahomes was against the Browns. Right. That's for an entire game. That's that's a tough one, but I didn't I, they. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it. That's tough because so it's plus one sixty five for no, and minus one eighty five for yes. Wow. Um. The better bet is no. The better bet is no. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, one, because it wouldn't shock me. Honestly, a yes or a no for this wouldn't shock me either way. Um, so just because we've only gone different on three, I'll just say no. Um, cool. And we'll get a little, we'll get a little diversity. All right, so we're getting close to the end here. So, uh, team to make the first field goal of the game: Chiefs or Bucks? Chiefs. I'm going to say the Bucks, and the reason why I'm going to say the Bucks is because I think if the Chiefs are going to score, they're going to score a touchdown, and I think the Bucks might might get. Uh... Oh fudge! <laughs> As I'm saying it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't feel right. Well, so we were. Oh my god! Uh, good so, thing we don't have actual money on this. Yeah, I know. I'll say the Bucks. Why not? Why yeah, not? Because I feel like the Chiefs are going to score a lot of touchdowns, and yeah. so we'll do that. So total passing yards by Tom Brady three oh six. Yeah, I think he gets over. How many did he have against them the first time? He had a he he had more than he had like three fifty, didn't he? He had three forty five. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say over as well. So we'll go to total completions by Tom Brady. Over twenty five or under twenty five? I think you hammer the over on that one. Do you? Over twenty five? Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna Test you again. How many did he have against Green Bay? Uh, against Green Bay. Yeah. So pulling it back to Green Bay, he had twenty. That's it. And then against the Saints, he had eighteen. And then against Washington, he had twenty-two. Oh God, I don't feel so good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it really depends for me. 
if you think Kansas City's defense can do the same as Green Bay's defense. Because I think those two teams are – those two defenses are comparable. I'm looking at a lot of his – I'm looking at a lot of these games. He – we'll keep – the ones I keep pulling up, he has not had 20 – over 25 very often. 25 is a lot, dude. 25 is a lot. Oh, there's – man. Oh, jeez. Okay, I'm going to take so the under. It might be – yeah, I'm looking at it now, and it might be safer just to take the under. 25 is a lot. Well, actually, it maybe doesn't feel like a lot because the quarterback on the other side probably gets twenty five per game anyway. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, looking at looking at Brady's recent games, yeah, I'll go under as well. Receptions by Mike Evans over or under four and a half. <laughs> How many did he have against Green Bay? Green Bay, he had. Mike Evans had three. Three, and he dropped, like, three or four? And the Saints, he had – oh, he was – oh, he had one. But he was out, I think. I think he gets it. Over four and, and a half, is that what you said, or three and a half? Four and a half. So he needs five? Yeah, I think he gets it. I think he gets it, too. What about Godwin, over five and a half? How many did he, how many did he have against Green Bay? <laughs> he had five. Really? And then against the Saints, he had four. Hmm. I'd say he gets over two. So if I – I feel like no because okay. that would – if I say yes, then I feel like that contradicts the fact that Brady's going to have under 25. Well, remember AB's – I don't think AB's playing in this game. He's, he's out again? Um, let's see. Oops. Let's find out. He is... Um, I'm checking. It's not super easy to find. <laughs> Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, both expected to play. Okay, so no, he is expected to play. Hmm. I'm going to say no for five and a half for Godwin. All right. Um, I don't feel good about it, but I'll say yes. All right, so we have two more. Total rushing yards by Fournette, over 45, over 48, or under 48. And against Green Bay, since I know you're going to (laughs) ask. Yeah, I was actually just about to. He had 55 against the Saints. He had 63. And then against Washington, he had 93. I'm going to say he goes under. I'm going to say he goes over. I'm going to say he goes over. 48.5. Over. Under. And then the last one. Total sacks in the game. Over Mm -hmm. four, under four. Oh, I think you took the under. Um, that's tough. It is tough. That is tough. Because Tampa Bay might get that's because that's taking in that's taking into account both. Right. But it's four and a half. 
Uh, just four. Over, under Over four. four? Yeah. So you can't take four, exactly? I guess not. Um, Here, you want you want to, for the sake of the show, you want to do over under three and a half? Um, I'll take I'll take over four. So Tampa's no, defense... no, I'm taking under. No, I'm sorry, I'm taking under. Okay, I'm, st- I'm sticking with it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm gonna stick. I'm at. So we're at seven right now. So I'll take. Um, I'll take. Uh, I'll take the over as well. I took the under. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just take whatever you're taking. <laughs> just because we're at seven. Just because we're at seven. Okay. And then we have our now. Now we just have to pick the one last thing. Who's gonna win? Um, it's spread of three, right? Three and a half. Spread, I think the spread is still three. Yeah. I think the Chiefs cover. So are we are we picking are we picking who's gonna win plus the score? Um like we have to come up with the score or are you talking yeah. about Yeah, like who's gonna win and what the score is gonna be. <laughs> we can. Alright, let's do it. Let me think about it real quick. It's tough because somebody was making so I heard this argument all all week, all week, is that the Chiefs, if you were picking a roster, if you were building a roster, 52-man roster, that arguably the first five guys you would pick are all on the Chiefs. Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, um, and then it was Matthews, and then, yeah, so Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, Matthews. And then the other, the other, the fifth best player of the two teams would be like Brady. But then, like after that, the Buccaneers are the more well-rounded team. Their defense okay. is a whole hell of a lot better. Oh, their oh yeah, their defense what? is yeah, their defensive players are a lot better. Um, but it was one of, so that was the argument, like I said, the argument that I heard, I mean, Mm -hmm. they were sixth in 2020, the Tampa, Tampa Bay's defense. Okay. So the argument that I heard was that Kansas city so top heavy and everywhere else, the Buccaneers are just, they're better. Um, but the reason why. The Chiefs are so – why they're still favored is, one, because of Mahomes, but, two, because just how well they all seem to just fit together. Like, I heard the phrase, like, Chiefs – the Chiefs is is the example of when you get everything right. That mm-hmm. was that was the phrase that I heard for the Chiefs and, and the argument why the Chiefs are going to win versus why Tampa Bay is going to win. It's like a, it's like a whole bunch of ingredients, and when it just comes together, it makes it just a great recipe. Right. You may have all these ingredients individually are not flashy, but when you put them together, they make a right. great dish. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
I I think we're kind of I think you're a little overestimating that Tampa Bay defense a little bit. I don't know. They got better towards the end of the year. I'm still leaning towards Kansas City, and I think I have my I think I have my score pick as well. All right, let me hear it. So I'll, I'll take Kansas City. Yeah. I'll take Kansas City, twenty-seven. Tampa, twenty-four. So they don't cover. I'm not worried about the the spread. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Tampa. I like Tampa at twenty-four. I'm going to go Kansas City 30, 32. 32, Tampa 24. My original score was going to be um, was going to be thir- Kansas City 30, Tampa Bay 24. I'll, I literally just picked the, same, the score of the last game that they, that they played. <laughs> yeah, you did. But I did now that I'm thinking about it, huh? Well, you know what? That's what I'm feeling, and I'll stick to it because I, I all that un- to get to right where we started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I under- I understand that, that I'm looking at it now and going, oh well, yeah, that is the that's the exact same score, and the odds of that happening are probably very low. But should I change it? Should I go 27 or should no, I go 30? No, nah, whatever. Forget it. I'll leave it. 27-24. So well, there we go. Kansas City Chiefs. Super Bowl champs. Yeah. That's got to be fun. Another AFC West title. Oh, yeah. Yay. Yeah. Hey, at least you guys will get Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, Bye, that, that, Bye. that ain't happening. What? I, I don't think all it's going to happen. About. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm lighting up my feed, Raiders. Now interested in Deshaun Watson. Hey, you know they would be a fool. They would be fools not to go try to get him. They really would be. So, if they go get him, then great, great. And the whole uh, the talks about them orchestrating a three team trade to get it would make sense because I don't know if the Raiders have the the assets to totally give up for that. So if they can get another team in there to to give Houston some stuff as well, then then maybe it would work. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But – and then, by the way, before we end the episode, since we're filming we this film. on Friday, just letting you guys know, the episode releases on Saturday, but we film on yeah. Friday. WandaVision came out today. Have not seen it yet. Have not seen it yet. But I'm looking forward to seeing watch it right after the further progression of, this. of this show. It has been really, really fun to watch. Oh, oh really? I was not watching you right until away. like later tonight. But um, so don't say anything. No spoilers. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll just I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I will take. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Super Bowl edition of Nothing to Say, the fans' podcast. We will be back next week. Are they playing in the we Super Bowl? We hope you all enjoy the Super Bowl we just doing... and go Raiders. Man, imagine a uh... – No, 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 no. 
But I just want to say, oh, by the way, go Chiefs, not go Chiefs, go Kings. Just got to keep it up. Look at that. Look at them. Everyone Everyone together, a nice little win streak. Go to NBA.com. Vote for De'Aaron Fox. He is behind Vote for De'Aaron Fox. In the all-star starters voting. Clay Thompson hasn't logged a minute in two years. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox is That's carrying a complete the whole city of Sacramento right now. The least we could do is vote him the into world. the All-Star game. He's single-handedly turning around one of the worst franchises in the NBA. Yeah, he has, he's been playing on a completely, complete other level than he was last year. He's completely elevated his game. He's just, he is. He, he's become the guy, you know. At the end of the at the end of the game, and I don't want to overreact. Like, like we need you like, to win obviously us the game. And he's better point no in the league, right? But he is at a level now where he can just flip a switch and take a game over. That is what we're seeing. Before it was like so inconsistent if he went off or not, and but now it's just like. Oh, I guess it's it's my time to take this game over, and he'll just go score fifteen in the fourth quarter, like it's nothing. Like he can he can just go through right. the motions, not really force right. anything through three quarters, and then just go out and get this team a win. And ho- hopefully they continue this because they're playing defense too, which is nice to see. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, finally. <laughs> finally. So, well, we hope you all have a wonderful Super Bowl weekend. We hope you have wonderful snacks for Super Bowl. We're going to do a, uh, a, me and my roommates, we're going to do thing. like so a, do you guys have any snacks a whole like nacho table to like build your own nachos and stuff. We did it last year. I think it was. Yeah, yeah we did it last year. Or is it the year before? It was the year before we did but that Super Bowl was awful, so that kind of ruined it. But, it, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a nachos are a must. Yeah, for the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I agree. What I think we doing? did nachos last year, which is why we're not doing nachos. Oh, this Jen year. cooking up some sausage. I think we're doing uh, like bratwurst. Mm. Yeah, I think she's gonna barbecue some oh, sausages. Awesome. I hope you guys have a good. Yeah, I think that was just Super Bowl Sunday. Morning, so. Yeah, you too. And for everybody else who's listening, we hope you have a wonderful Super Bowl Sunday. We hope you enjoy the commercials, yeah, the, the halftime the, show, the, the game itself. going to be a little different this year. Hopefully I think you win some money. Hopefully you, funny. Uh, probably going to be a little more political this time around. Uh, yeah, or maybe yeah. maybe trying to be uplifting. You know, after – Something like that. Try to send some positive messages right. after 2020, or I don't know, maybe something of that nature. I don't know. So, well, we hope you all enjoy the spectacle that is the Super Bowl, and we will be back with you guys next and week. Have a wonderful weekend. Kings. Enjoy the Super Bowl.